0: You are listening to the Courtship Code podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you to level up your love life. And I'm your host, relationship coach, and author, Zara J. Don't forget to join us in our women's only Facebook group, Captivating Courtship Code, where you're able to continue the discussion, post questions for peer support, and also get free content and resources. Don't forget to leave us a five star review on your favorite podcast platform. And thanks for listening. Hey, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Courtship Code Podcast and guess what y'all it's my birthday i'm so excited i'm happy not because i'm doing anything special for my birthday this year but really just because i'm just happy to be here for another year you know the kobe bryant incident happened last week and that hit me hard i talked about it on the podcast a week ago or two weeks ago i did a podcast for it by the way If you're listening to this, at the time of this recording, this is the week of February 7th. My birthday is actually February 7th, but I know you won't actually hear this podcast until after that date. So, don't go flooding me with a bunch of happy birthdays three weeks later. (laughs) But thank you so much in advance for all of you who will send out your birthday wishes and any prayers, anything, because I need it. I need it. I need it. But... I am just thankful to be here for another year. That Kobe Bryant tragedy, along with so many deaths. I've just been, I mean, I told you guys about my father. He passed December 9th. I had a friend's father pass about January 9th. My aunt passed January 9th. And then it's just been a plethora of people in the past two months since the beginning of December who have passed. It's been so many people. So I just feel grateful and I know that I need to maximize my time, maximize uh, just my days every single day, make sure that I'm being more intentional, that I am investing in myself more, investing in my family more, and really taking the time to appreciate the days, the hours, the minutes, and the moments that I have on this earth because we do not know when that time will expire. So I am blessed and I feel happy to reach it to 34 years, y'all, 34 years old, and I still get asked if I'm in my 20s, so I feel amazing. (laughs) So thank you for that. By the way, we have a new mic, y'all. Can you hear the sound difference? I'm so happy. (laughs) This is a gloriful day. Is that a word? A gloriful day? I think so. But this is an amazing day for me because I finally get to record with my new podcast mic. And it is studio quality. It's amazing. So I don't know why it took so long to invest in it. But like I said, this is the year of maximizing time, investing more in ourselves, and just up leveling. So 2020 so so far has been an amazing year. It's been a good year. I am writing and looking forward to it. I feel like a brand new, new year, new me is in full effect. I feel really great. And I'm recording outside. So if you hear the birds, if you hear the fountain in the background, if you hear a helicopter fly over, because for some reason in Jacksonville, there's always a plane or a helicopter or something flying over top. It's a military city very big Navy city and Air Force I think is down here too. So there's always a plane or something flying over top. If you've seen the Cat Williams video uh, on Netflix, that his stand up where he filmed it in Jacksonville, he talks all about that. And what he said is very true and very real. There's always a helicopter, a plane or something flying over top. So just listen out for that. But guys, I wanna share with you today five things 34 years have taught me so i thought that would be cool kind of switch up the podcast a little bit and give you guys some insight into how my mind usually works things that i stand by my belief system uh things that i've experienced in the past 34 years and it's been a lot mama's been through a lot i don't talk about it i don't look like my struggle but i have definitely been through a lot and Those things are blessings as well because it allows you to have a sense of wisdom, a sense of peace and understanding if you're willing to embrace it. You know, one thing that I tell my children all the time is that in life we have to learn to swim with the current and not against it. Dr. Bilal Ware said that in a lecture and it really stuck with me. And it's just something that I have chosen to constantly be in reminder of that we have to learn to swim with the current and not against it and when you learn to do that and you start to let go and increase your faith and trust that things will be okay you just have a, a different sense of peace and that's something that I've been working on and I have worked on I continue and I will continue to work on with time but that's not one of the five things that I want to share with you guys today. I actually want to share some other stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So number one, the first thing, and these aren't in any particular order, I'm just saying things off from my heart, just took down some notes. But the first thing is that you manifest what you believe is possible and pay attention to your blessings. That is the first thing that I want to share with you guys that my 34 years on this earth has taught me. And what I mean by that is that everything that I have ever wanted, I've experienced. Every single thing I've ever wanted. Every single thing that I have spoke over my life, I have experienced. Even from moving to Florida, I did not intentionally end up in Florida. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to move to Florida. That's not what happened. It's a whole nother story behind that. But when I was... In my very early 20s maybe 20 21 22 somewhere around that age i can visually remember sitting on the bus i was on public transportation on septa good goodness those days but i can recall um sitting on the bus and telling someone i don't remember who i was talking to probably one of my girlfriends and telling her that one day i'm gonna live in florida I used to always say that I'm going to move to Florida one day. Just watch. I'm going to move to Florida. It's going to be hot. I can't wait to leave this weather. And I used to always say that. And sure enough, it eventually happened. And I didn't even realize that it was going to happen. And it wasn't even until I was down here for a few years that I recalled that memory. And I was like, wow. You know what? Let me start to think about this time that I have down here differently because this is something that I asked for. This is something that I spoke over in my life unintentionally. So that's why you have to be very intentional about the things that you say and the way that you speak over your life because he's listening and you're going to get it with one way or another. So you need to pay attention. But even aside from that, I was my major in school was communications. I always wanted to do radio on broadcasting. I ended up creating a podcast. So I said that I wanted to be an author by the time I was 25. I published my first book by the before I was uh, 26. You know, from living in Atlanta to being married to my children. I wanted my children by a certain age, that occurred. Um, I wanted to be married by a certain age. I wanted to be a housewife by a certain age. I wanted to to do so many things and I've done it. I've accomplished every single thing, especially by the time I was 30 every single thing I ever said that I wanted to accomplish, by the time I was 30, I accomplished it. So that's why when I when I was about 30 or 31, I think by the time I was around 31, I was like really panicking, right? Because I was like, oh my gosh, what are these next 10 years gonna look like? I've done everything I wanted to do. So I have no clue what I need to do with these next 10 years. And I had some ideas about some things I want to accomplish, some things I wanted to experience, but I was still kind of clueless. And I'm just like, wow, I I don't know what I want for the next 10 years because I know it has to be bigger and I know it has to be more specific. See, along with this first thing that I want to share with you about manifesting what you believe in and it's all possible, so pay attention to your blessings, Part of paying attention to your blessings is fully understanding that what you ask for, you're gonna get it, but it may not look how you want it to look, right? But if you are fully in a space of gratitude and you're really paying attention, to those blessings, and you're really paying attention to the lessons and where life is moving you, then you're going to see it. And when you're able to see it, you're able to be more grateful for it. But you have to fully accept and understand it may not come how you want it to come. When I say that my major in college was communications, yes, I always wanted to work in radio and broadcasting. Yes, I always thought that I would be on some type of radio network, but I never thought I would do a podcast. Right, But I could be sitting here ungrateful Like I was supposed to be the next Wendy Williams I was supposed to be on the breakfast I should be me on the breakfast club Right? I could have that type of mindset Or I could say You know what Technology and God has given me The opportunity to build this platform To have listeners, to have sponsors To have people who tune in Every week to my podcast To hear what I have to say And I can do it from the comfort Of my home a blessing. I have an opportunity to do exactly what I wanted to do in my own way. I still benefit from it. Other people benefit from it because even when I was in college, the reason why I wanted to go into journalism and radio was because I wanted to make impact. So even though it doesn't look exactly how I may have dreamed it would have be or would have been, sorry. <laughs> dreamed it would have been back in my younger days because I'm in a state of gratitude, I can fully appreciate how it's been delivered and able to receive that. So as you are manifesting your dreams, as you are growing into who you need to be in this journey of life, understand that you need to pay attention to your blessings and then you'll get what you desire if you're speaking it over your life, but it just may not look exactly how you think it will, but be open To receive it. All right, so that's number one. Number two, the number two thing that I would say I've learned in the past 34 years is a model that I heard on a video some years ago. And I say it all the time. I say it all the time. And I say it to others also to motivate and inspire them. But it's the saying if not you, then who? If not you, then who? That's exactly how it said in the video. But if not you, then who is something that I repeat to myself, especially when I am in moments where I don't feel as confident or I'm uncertain if I should attempt something or just aspire to accomplish a new goal. I, I tell myself, if not you, then who? And that's just a reminder that you shouldn't be afraid to be a pioneer in something. You shouldn't be afraid to jump out into the middle of traffic, right? You might get hit. If you go and play in traffic, you might get hit. But the question is, but did you die? Did you die though? <laughs> right? Did you die when you jumped out? And nine times out of 10, you're not going to, right? So you have enough intuition. You have enough vision. You have enough sense to make sure that you can figure out how to navigate that traffic once you jump into it. But sometimes you just got to jump into the traffic and be willing to play in the traffic and take that risk. Because if not you, then who? who's going to do it if you don't do it? If you don't make that decision and commit to whatever that goal is, whatever that vision is, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, if you're so scared to be a pioneer or to try something that you've never done or maybe no one in your family ever has accomplished or any of your friends you don't know anyone who's done the things that you aspire to do and so you're so afraid of the backlash or you're so afraid of what people may say or that they may judge you or that they're not supportive you know one of the things that i hear especially with business But this could be relationships. It could be school. It could be whatever it is that you want to do. It could be buying a home, a car. But people rely so much on outside validation to get them over the hump. And you will abandon your dreams for validation. And I don't want you to do that. That is not a place that you want to be in. And I can remember before I wrote my first book, back when I was like in my very early 20s, I would abandon... Projects, abandon businesses or ideas or goals that I may have set upon myself because I I told it to the wrong person. And that could be a family member, right? Family sometimes are the biggest dream killers. And you're so excited and you're all revved up, you know, like, you know what? I want to accomplish this or I have this idea or I have this vision and you tell it to the wrong person. And that person starts putting a lot of doubt in your head. That person starts making you question your abilities or what's available to you. And then you're like, you know what? You're right. Mm. Let me second guess that. Maybe, maybe I, I shouldn't do that. Maybe I'm not able to. Maybe I don't have enough money to, to get started in this. Maybe I don't know the right people. Maybe even when it comes to relationships, right? Like you tell someone that you want to get married or you want a family or you tell them, something positive and and this is something you really desire and then they crush your dreams and they tell you no one's available for you you know these people these men aren't any good these women all they care about is money you know there's there's all the good ones are taken like they just start telling you all these negative things and you start feeding into and you're like you know what let me let me start falling into that mindset instead of the mindset that i had that was inspired right that was Divine. That was a, a, a gift that was given to me because that vision, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, it's a gift to you, right? It's a divine gift to you for you to to have. If you desire it, you can acquire it. So, relying on other people for that outside validation. you See, hear that helicopter? It's not a helicopter. This is an airplane. But I told you, Jacksonville. But. Relying on others for that outside validation is a cure for crushing your dreams. I mean, sorry, it's not a cure. It's actually, it's, it's going to be the thing that crushes your dreams. So make sure that you consistently remind yourself, if not you, then who? If you don't do it, then who else will? Because that vision, that dream, whatever it is that you desire to have, you desire, you can acquire, and you deserve it. Number three, the third thing that I want to share with you guys that I have learned in these 34 years is that asking for help is what makes you strong. And I want to share this, particularly with the women that are listening. But I know that it's, it's a useful thing to remember for the men as well. But it's so important to learn that there's strength in asking for help. Now, unlike what I just mentioned, outside validation There's a difference between looking for outside validation and asking for help. And you have to get to a place where you are willing to be vulnerable enough to ask for help. For a long time in my adulthood, I really struggled with vulnerability. I struggled with asking others for help. I struggled with being honest that I didn't have it all together, that I felt like, (laughs) I felt like the whole world was on my shoulders. And I just couldn't understand why no one else saw that either. Right. But you have to take responsibility and ask, have you conditioned people to see you as someone who doesn't need help? Have you been holding back for so long or trying to be this superman or this superwoman for everyone else, trying to seem like you have it all together, not really showing emotion, not showing your weaknesses, not expressing how you really feel to anyone around you. It's a difference between venting and being vulnerable, right? There's a difference between expressing anger or frustration and expressing your feelings and being vulnerable. It's not the same thing. And so many people, especially women, Carry so much on their back because they're afraid to ask for help. And when I got to a space where I was willing to be vulnerable, I was willing to tell other people, like, look, I'm, I feel really depressed right now. I feel very alone right now. I feel very stressed out. I need help or I feel joy. I am so in love. I'm so excited. You know, there was a time in my life. I couldn't even properly express joy or excitement. And that's how you know you struggle with vulnerability. I would have a hard time when something good was coming or I was experiencing something good. Like I literally remember when I got married and people were like, are you excited? Are you going? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's cool. Like I I had such a hard time even expressing that because allowing someone to see that emotion I didn't even realize that I was doing it, that I was—I had a mental block and a, and a heart block around opening up and letting people into that space. So you have to overcome that. And sometimes you get caught into the story that you'll tell yourself that no one wants to help you. How come people are so willing to help this person and... They're not really doing anything for themselves, but I'm over here doing everything and no one wants to help me because you're not allowing yourself to be helped. You're not being open to receive it. You're not being honest with others, but most of all, you're not being honest with yourself. And it's okay to take the cape off. It's okay to say you're not okay. It's okay to say, I don't know what I'm doing out here. It's so funny. I was thinking earlier about the first 10 years of life everyone's really involved, right? Everyone's trying to nurture you. They're trying to give you some information. I mean, if you have a good foundation or a good family support system around you, then the first 10 years of your life, people are really invested in helping you to understand how to navigate life because you've never been here before, right? You're only five. She's only seven. She's only three. She's only 10, right? So, people are really invested in helping children figure it out because they're just a kid. Then when you become a teenager between ages 10 and 20, people start pulling back some on that understanding. They start giving you more responsibility, but they're still willing to give you some sort of compassionate empathy because they're just a teenager. You know, they they're still learning, they're still developing, they're still growing. But then what's really amazing is between ages 10, I'm sorry, ages 20, to 30 all that goes out the window right I'll just say from ages 20 through the rest of your life <laughs> for the most part all of that goes out the window and people aren't invested even your own family oftentimes aren't as invested in giving you guidance and information and understanding on how to navigate adulthood and what's really amazing about that is that you've never been an adult before. So you go from being this kid, from having people sheltering you, people giving you information, giving you guidance, trying to give you some type of game on how to understand life, to being a teenager, people pulling back a little bit, but still being very compassionate, empathetic, and allowing you to kind of figure it out, but willing to give you some type of support in that. To being an adult for the first time and people just removing their hands, and as great as that might sound for some people you know you gotta throw them out the nest you gotta remove the handle the what is it called not the handlebars but the training wheels right but you've never been an adult before so how do you know how to adult (laughs) you don't right like none of us really knew how to adult we had to figure it out and figuring it out is good but figuring it out with a mentor with a guide with people that are actually going to walk you through they may not hold your hand but they're still going to walk you through i think is really important and if you don't naturally have people who are invested in that way then reaching out and finding those mentors finding people even if it's not a paid opportunity even if it's not a mentor like someone who's working with you one-on-one but it could be people that you follow it could be books that you read Whatever it is, you have to invest in making sure that you're getting the help that you need to figure out how to navigate life. Because if you don't, you get set back longer than you have to and in ways that you can avoid. So learn to ask for help. It makes you strong. It does not make you weak. And you're only going to come out better when you have that support system behind you. So get over it and learn to ask for help. Wait, I'm pausing this podcast to tell you to head over right now to CaptivatingCourtship.com slash playbook and download your free Captivating Courtship Code playbook. Now, in this playbook, I share with you my signature six-step Captivating Courtship Code, three myths that you want to avoid, and four tips to start using right now to level up your love life and the types of relationships that you attract. This is a 100% free guide just for you. So go ahead and head over to captivatingcourtship.com slash playbook and get yours. Don't forget to tell a friend. Number four, the fourth thing. Oh, this is one of my favorites that I've written and I probably should have saved this for number five. Number five is pretty good too though. But number four, the fourth thing that I've learned in these 34 years is that Love is not a limited resource. Oh, I just love saying that. And I love telling other people that too, especially women. I love reminding them that love is not a limited resource. And this is one of the best lessons and one of my favorite lessons that I've learned in my more recent years of my adult life. This definitely is something that I've learned over the age of 30. I'll say probably within the last like two years But love isn't a limited resource. If you can find a way to live life in a way that allows you to love, like genuinely love, love other people, just love people for who they are, love people for who they aren't, uh, give love freely without the expectation of it being returned, being able to tell someone that you love them and understanding that that doesn't mean that you possess them or that they owe you anything or that you have to change them. But genuinely loving, pouring love into every single thing that you do, right? Stop doing things unintentionally and do it with a sense of love. I don't care if you're cooking, if you're sewing, if it's your work, whatever it is that you're doing. But to do it with a sense of love, that is one of the best things that you can do. Practice and learn to pour love into yourself and pour love into others. And when you can do this, it is a sense of freedom that you gain from that. Because you understand the importance of just being loving. And so many people treat love like it's a limited resource. Like they only have a little bit to give. And if they give it out and there's no return on it that they've been robbed, that something's been taken. I mean, you gotta look at it like, we go to war for resources all the time and you're going to war for a resource that's not limited. It's not limited, right? You've been given so much love, you've been created in love and you have so much love to give and it's okay to give it away. That doesn't mean that you lose yourself That doesn't mean that you compromise yourself or your values or that you risk your boundaries, but that you purely and truly understand and attempt to interact with others and interact with the world around you from a place of love. And it can only make you better. It can only make you better. And it feels amazing. It feels amazing when you are willing and able to freely love. It just it's it's a good thing. And and I and I hope that if you're not in that space where you are willing to just freely love and pour love into others, just be very heart centered. Then I pray that you get there and that when you are there that you embrace it. Number 5. The number 5 thing I want to share with you what I've learned in these 34 years, what these 34 years have taught me, the last thing is a little bit different. <laughs> it's kind of like the opposite of number four. And I'm actually going to elaborate more on this in an upcoming podcast where we're going to be talking about commitment. Men won't commit. right? We're going to be talking about that more in the next couple of episodes. But I wanted to share this with you because it is Another thing that I learned in my more recent years, and I think that I had a a little bit of a grasp on it, I think I actually had a really good grasp on it in my early 20s and when I was younger, but then somewhere I lost it, right? Somewhere I say between mm, maybe about 26 to definitely recently. I mean, this is probably within the last year. I've fully... Recentered on this um, when I say last year I probably mean like the last couple of months <laughs> but, but um for some reason I lost this mindset unknowingly and I f- totally forgot about it I totally just when I say forgot about it I mean it became disconnected from the importance of what I'm about to say but I, I definitely reconnected with it and when I reconnected with it game on game on in all areas of life game on in all areas of life you look at life differently you understand your purpose differently you understand what you're deserving of differently and I recently said this to a friend and when I said it to him he was just like hmm he had to sit and think on that for a second because I don't think it was something that He was expecting to hear from me, number one. And number two, um, it's definitely a principle to really live by. Now, I'm going to tell you what I said to him first, but then I'm going to tell you what the actual lesson is. And what I said to him was, never be willing to negotiate at a table you're scared to walk away from. I'm going to repeat that again. Never attempt to negotiate at a table you're afraid to walk away from. And the lesson is, number five, is be willing to walk away from the table that doesn't serve you. And this is a hard lesson to learn. I think women struggle with this even more than men do. But it's so important that when it comes to life, I don't care if it's relationships, if it is your career, if it is anything that you want, anything that you want and that you desire, At some point, you have to decide that you and your needs are more important than anything. And I don't mean in a selfish way. I don't mean in a aggressive or demanding way. I mean in a way where you elevate those expectations, you elevate those standards, and you expect them to get met. Now, there may be some compromise in there. There may be some negotiations, right? But you never negotiate at a table that you're scared to walk away from. The moment that you are scared to walk away from a table, you will lose yourself. You will lose what you need. You will lose your voice. You will lose your ability to be seen because you're going to be so stressed and so willing to compromise yourself in order to please someone else, in order to be validated, in order to make others happy that probably really don't even give a damn about what your needs are. That you're going to regret it, you're going to be resentful, and you're going to be very hurt. And the way that you protect yourself is that you are willing to walk away from tables that do not serve you. When you realize your worth, when you realize your value, and you understand that other people have to realize it too. And if they don't, that's okay. Because you're willing to walk away. And if they are, that's okay too. But when you are not willing to walk away from the table, you are going to hurt yourself. You are going to negotiate down over and over and over again. And you will get to a place mentally and subconsciously where you no longer expect your needs to get met. Where you are going and negotiating down. I remember my, my son and my daughter overheard them talking about youtube monetization my daughter she had finally reached a point at the beginning of the year where her youtube channel was able to get monetized and she's been using her brother's cell phone to make the videos that she makes for her youtube channel so i believe initially he said to her when you get your first check i just want i want 50 dollars out of that check and she's like no i'm not giving you any money so He's like, come on, I'll give you, uh, just come on, give me some money or, you know, I'm letting you use my phone. And I said, it's only right that you give him something because he is allowing you to use his device to make the videos that, that you're making money off of. So she said, fine, I'll figure it out. So then he goes from $50 to saying, well, just give me $15. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't go from $50 to jumping down to $15. you are negotiating too far down because you're so pressed on just wanting to get some money from it that you're just willing to take whatever you can get. Like now you're scrambling for crumbs, right? And I'm like, you have to raise your expectations. If you want that amount, then you set that amount or you set something that you feel is fair and reasonable, right? You can compromise, you can negotiate, but when you're so amped and so excited and so stressed that you have to get something from that deal, you're going to compromise and negotiate way down. So you have to feel deserving of whatever it is that you want and you have to be willing to walk away. And sometimes your willingness to walk away is actually going to get you exactly what you want because now the respect is on the table. People are willing and ready to respect people who understand their value. Like I said, I don't care if this is relationships, if it's work, whatever it is that you are doing. When you understand your value and you're willing to walk away, it increases respect doesn't mean that you're going to get your needs met, right? It may just be a done deal and that's okay. But those people will respect you for holding your ground and saying, no, this is what I need. This is what I desire. And part of the reason why if you want to just look at it when it comes to careers, part of the reason why women tend to make less money and the reason why the pay gap conversation is going to always be an ongoing conversation it'll never be equal probably when it comes to pay in the workplace between men and women part of the conversation is that women don't negotiate for themselves women tend to ask for less money than men do and women tend to negotiate down more they tend to compromise or they go in not even thinking about how much they want to make and expecting that to get met men tend to negotiate higher and they tend to ask for more and I would say that's because typically women have a really hard time owning their value. And women have a very hard time expecting their needs to get met and expecting to be heard. I mean, I work with this all the time with my clients. They struggle so much in this area. So. You have to get to a place where you are willing to walk away from the table or don't even attempt to negotiate. Don't even attempt to have the conversation. Don't even attempt to walk up to a table that you are scared to walk away from. So that's it, you guys. That is it for this week's episode. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it and enjoyed these five lessons that I've learned in my 34 years. And I look forward, inshallah, God willing, to be able to be blessed with, I need not 34 more years. I need about 68 more years on this earth, right? And be able to share more of these lessons with you guys. So I'll make sure to catch up with you guys next week. If you have not already gone to the website, go ahead and book that discovery call. Reach out to me. Let's talk about coaching. Let's talk about how you can get any help. You can just learn anything that I can share with you guys and with my amazing clients, the amazing clients that I love you guys so much. And I hope to talk to you guys soon. If you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure you share it with family, friends, or any of your peers who may benefit from listening to the Courtship Code podcast. I'll be back next week with more tips to help you level up your love life. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. And until then, stay on code.